Thank you, Ben. Great job directing singing, as always. Thank you to everyone for your presence this morning. Thank you for your example, for the talents that you lend that are pleasing to God. Make His worship service a most success. We're thankful for every person, everything that you do. And I'm thankful to stand before you once again. I'm thankful for another opportunity, a privilege, actually, as I like to say, of sharing with you a portion of the bread of life, which we know is the Word of God. Brother Josh, it was a fantastic communion meditation. Appreciate those thoughts. Always enjoy them echoed that we truly understand that without the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are both lost and undone. We appreciate His birth. We appreciate His life. We appreciate the sound teaching. We appreciate all the examples. But upon the first day of the week, we come around the Lord's table every first day to remember the body and the blood that was freely given, bruised, and shed on our behalf to purchase our souls. Our soul salvation is made possible by the blood, the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 2, down around verse 9, talks about Christian people. The people of God under the new covenant. And it gives some descriptors or descriptions of the people of God. A peculiar people. A holy nation. A chosen generation. When I think about the Stanford Church of Christ, I think about special people. I think about people that are different than the world. People that treat others different than the world treats others. I think about a group of holy individuals. Holy for two reasons. They're set apart from the world to the service of God and you're holy because of God. And the Lord that you look to serve and exemplify here at the Stanford Church of Christ. I love every one of you more than I could ever put into words and verbalize. I am thankful to every one of you for how good you've been to my family and also to me, to myself. I'm so thankful for all your cards. I'm so thankful 
We are so thankful for all Your gifts, all Your prayers, all the calls, everything that You've sent, the food You provided, for taking me around and showing me the beauty of Lincoln County, Garrett County, and Boyle County, and allowing me for some time to be an honorary resident of this fantastic area. I've always told individuals, and no offense to Leslie and no offense to Perry at all, because it's gorgeous as well, but I've always told individuals that my home away from home is Stanford, Kentucky. Lincoln County, Garrett County, Boyle County, this area, Rock Castle, if you will. I have been treated 20,000 times better than I deserve. And I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. And I cannot verbalize that enough. The church here at Stanford is a fine congregation made up of fine individuals and is greatly blessed to have excellent elders, excellent teachers, you're going to continue to have excellent preaching with Brother Daniel. So blessed with he and Mary. And I'm just thankful for the privileges that you've afforded unto me. To Brother Hammonds and Brother Horseman and all the others that's been so good through the years, I'd be remiss not to mention them as well. Every single person, please allow me to say, that you are a chosen, holy, different, and special people in my sight, and I'll go as far to say in God's sight as well, because I have seen that you not only believe the Word, you live according. You're active toward that Word as well. And that's the true test. Do we believe God's Word and do we put God's Word into action every day that we're blessed to have? Do we share it with others? And do we treat others in such a way that they see Christ through us? I think about the backpack program. I think about the food boxes that have just been participated in. How well organized the congregation reaching out to the community that exemplifies Christ. He receives the credit. And who knows that in the lives of one of those children or their families, at some time they may reach back in their file, as we may say, and remember the goodness of the local congregation, put a smile on their face, and maybe look into their Bible or seek out the Lord's church to be added to it by obeying His gospel. It's ways of planting seeds. The church does a phenomenal job. Shows the good eldership. Shows the great deacons. Shows the great workers. The great teachers. And the outlook and the purpose of the membership is to grow, to strive to be Christ-like, and to influence others Positively, what better could be said about a group of believers than what I've just said? I love you. 
I thank you. And that will never, ever cease. And oh, by the way, I'll be back. I'll be back. By the way, the elders have told me they will allow me to come and speak from time to time. And I'll be looking forward to that. But it's so much easier when you know that the preaching will be sound and the leadership will be sound and the congregation is doing great and you are greatly blessed. And that makes a difference. If you have your Bible this morning, I want to invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 10 and verse 32. And I want to talk about the duties associated with our confession of faith. Here is the backbone of your faith. Here it is. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's the backbone of your faith. That's what you believe and that's what stays close to the profession of your lips. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 32, Jesus Himself said, Whosoever therefore shall confess Me before men, I believe in Jesus as the Son of the living God. That's the confession. Him will I confess also before My Father whom is in heaven. So, you are confessing Christ And in turn, when you make that good decision, He is willing to reward you and confess your name before His Father, our Father, the Father of lights, whom is in heaven. And please remember that every good, perfect gift that we possess Every good trait, every good quality, every great blessing flows or comes down from the Father of lights. And with Him, there is no favoritism. He is willing to bless all people from all walks of life, especially when they are willing to be obedient unto Him. And why did I say especially? Because the Bible says it rains on both the just and the unjust. That's just how good the Lord is. But when we render obedience to His Gospel, He's willing to open the floodgates. And the best blessing of all is that you can handle all the trials, all the tribulations, all the temptations, all the turmoils of life because heaven is your home if you live a faithful life unto death, unto Christ. And there's nothing in this world that can compromise the confession of your belief. There is nothing that can get you so down that you would lose sight that heaven is your home when this life is over. And it starts with belief 
and willing to publicly confess what you believe. The same is echoed in Luke chapter 12 and verse 8. The Bible says, I say unto you, if you confess Me before men, then the Son of Man shall also confess before the angels of God. So it is no secret where you stand in heaven. You are a part of the family of God. You have been recognized by the Son, not only in front of the Father, but the Bible says in front of His messengers, the angels of God as well. So it makes sense when we read in the Bible about one that had strayed and came back And there was that kind of celebration in heaven because all understand just how precious your soul is in the sight of the Almighty and those that are in service unto Him to the point where the Bible would teach us. How did I arrive there? Well, number one, It's because God loved you and because He sent His Son. That's first and foremost. But secondly, it's because you were humble enough to submit to His will and tell others just how special God is. Here's what I believe, but I don't want to keep it cooped up to myself. I want to share it with those around me that I may impact their lives and that they may stand in the same footing in which I stand. This is a gift-giving season right now. The finest gift that you can give to anyone first is your time. But in that time, why not tell them about Jesus? what's most important to you, what illuminates and highlights your life, and what motivates your actions could be the same for them. And oh, by the way, heaven can be their home as well. They can make the same confession of faith. It's what it all hinges on. It all comes back to, I believe, in Jesus Christ. And here's what I believe about Him. He is the Son of the living God. He's the answer. He's the way. He's the only name. And He is the truth. Definite article of truth is Jesus Christ. In the book of Romans, Chapter 10 and verse 9, we read an extremely popular verse. Romans 10 and verse 9, that if you shall confess with thy mouth, what confession? The Lord Jesus. That's what you're confessing. Jesus is Lord. He is the Son of God. He means something to me. That takes doing. 
You have to believe first to do that. If you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, your spiritual self, what illuminates you, that God raised Him from the dead, then you shall be saved. What's the Bible saying? There is no way it is impossible to come unto salvation if you are not willing to believe with your heart and confess what you believe with your mouth. That's at least two conditions of salvation. But this was written to Christian people. And we don't want to forget this. Romans was written to the church at Rome, individuals that did believe in Jesus. Individuals that had confessed their faith. And if we go four chapters back to Romans 6, individuals that had been baptized into Christ. You may say, Brother Baker, that sounds great. But I thought I had to repent. I haven't read one word in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, about repentance. Well, if we go to the next verses, we will find out that they cannot hear without a preacher. And for one to preach, one must be sent. And if we go to Acts 17.30, God commands all men everywhere to repent. So if you are a gospel preacher, and you're going to proclaim and declare the truth of God's Word to all people, you will teach them to believe with all of their heart. You will teach them to repent because God demands it of everyone. Acts 17.30 You will teach them to confess the faith that they hold in their heart, within their spiritual selves, and you will Share with them that you must be baptized into Christ to be clothed, to be likened unto His death, burial, and resurrection that you may rise to walk in a newness of life born again. That's Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and following. And you will encourage individuals to live a Christian life. Share with others. Don't just let that confession be a one-time occurrence. Allow it to be close to your lips, on your heart, and exemplify through how you treat and respect those around you. As a matter of fact, your body is a living sacrifice, Romans 12, 1 and 2. That's your reasonable service and therefore it is a living confession of what you believe. Brothers and sisters, friends, you cannot be saved if you do not believe and confess your faith in Jesus Christ. There is no doubt that Romans 10.9 gives those two conditions unto salvation. And we will stand on those two conditions as a part of the gospel plan 
of salvation. It does not cheapen Acts 2.38. It does not cheapen Mark 16.16. It does not cheapen 1 Peter 3.21, Galatians 3.27, Colossians 2.12, John 3.16. As a matter of fact, it highlights and they all go together. And that's the value. The sum of thy word is the truth. That's from the psalmist in the long, long ago. We'll use the same chapter. Romans 10, 17. For faith comes by hearing, and hearing from the Word. That's the entirety. The Word of God. It is all of equal importance. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 11 says that every tongue should, this is what you should do before it's everlasting too late because it's going to happen one way or the other. Confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And when you confess that, it's not only for you. Ultimately, it's for the glory of the Father. That's what chapter 2 and verse 11 says. Every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord and that glorifies, that uplifts, that pleases your Father who sent Him to make the confession possible. That's grace by faith and that's why we read Romans 5 and the first five verses this morning in our morning Scripture reading. It is all grace by faith. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 is correct. He foreordained these good works, these righteous works that we should walk in them before the foundation of the world. This was settled that you are saved by grace through faith. It goes hand in hand. And a part of that is confessing what you know is right. And what is right is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and Him crucified and no other teaching and no other gospel, even if it was delivered by an angel, will stand. It will be accursed. Well, that'll preach, won't it? It's the only way. We will confess it now of our free will or on the day of judgment outside of Christ. We'll confess it then. But every knee will bow. Every person will show humbleness to the Lord in the light of His greatness. And every tongue will confess Therefore, there's a time to be serious. There is a conduct in the house of God. There's a time to realize how awesome He is. And then there's me. Not awesome. That word means that you are full of all. That's what that word means. When you are in sight of man or you stand beside me, all is not the Word. I'm a sinner that God had to send His Son to save. And thanks be to heaven for such a gift. But when we think about God, we are surrounded by A-W-E, all. 
Abba, Father of lights, every good and perfect gift from You, the One who sent His Son. But You didn't stop there. By Your power, You took Him back up on the third day. And with the eyewitness testimony, He ascended back into the clouds with the promise that He would come again when God sees fit and You allowed Him to make a place that where You are, I may be as well. That's awesome. Let's confess it now. Let's not wait till it's everlasting. May I highlight that word again? Everlasting too late. He would have you to come to the saving knowledge this hour. And to confess what you believe, what you hold dear now, so that you will be safe and have found safety in the arms of God. I leave you with this, please. Two scriptures in the book of 1 John. I won't have a whole lot of commentary. They really speak for themselves as the Bible does. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 23. Whoso, this is the Holy Spirit speaking from the inspired word. It's how the Spirit speaks to us today from the Bible. Now you are in with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And as we pray and ask God to direct our steps, and as we sing and teach and admonish, He leadeth me. We understand that we need His help. But ultimately, this is how He speaks to us and it's the same for all people. God is fair. Here's what the Spirit says. 1 John 2.23 Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But if you acknowledge the Son, if you say Lord and Savior Jesus, then you say the exact same thing about the Father. There's a choice there to deny, to turn your back, to turn a blind eye, as I like to say, or to acknowledge that Jesus rose from the dead victorious over the grave and did away with its sting, and He's the answer for me. And I want to come to the Father. And I know He's the only way. You can have none, or you can have both. When you come to Jesus, you're coming to God. And He's the only way. And then in the same book, 1 John chapter 4. 2 chapter 4. And verse 15. The Holy Spirit says through the Bible, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, then God dwells in Him, and you dwell in God. How do I dwell in God? God will add you to His church. Those that received the Word were baptized. That's an acknowledgment. If we go to 1 Peter chapter 3, baptism that saves us also. Why is the also there? Because you believed. Because you confessed. Because you repented. And baptism was a part of salvation also with those things. Made possible by the grace and mercy of the resurrection of Jesus on the third day. That's an answer. Baptism is a pledge, an answer, or a response by faith 
contrite heart. Therefore, you are added by God to His family. Therefore, you are in Christ. And you are given the indwelling gift of the Holy Spirit, Acts 2.38, because you respond to the Word that the Spirit inspired. Do you see how that works? And then we are admonished by that same Bible not to quench the Spirit, not to grieve the Spirit of God that is within you, but instead to walk in the light The Word is the light and it's the words of the Spirit to have fellowship one with the other because we belong to God and we care about our brothers and sisters in Christ. We use that term so often that we lose sight of what a special title it is to call you sister and to call you brother. That means that we have the same Father and we are part of the same family and the same blood purchased our very souls and that we're going to spend eternity together in the heavenly home resting and praising the Lord. Amen. I hope you agree. That's what amen means. I agree. And it all started with your confession of faith. I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Don't let anyone cheapen or restrict that from you. You believe, therefore you obey. Jesus said, if you love Me, keep My commandments. If you want to be a friend to Me, in John 15, 14, then do whatsoever I command you. Don't just, James said through the Spirit, don't just be a hearer of the Word, be a doer of the Word. And if you won't do it, you are deceiving yourself and those around you. Therefore, when you read the Word of God, which is grace that we possess, and you find out about Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You believe it. Then I need to confess that faith. You believe it that you hold in your heart. That I am the way and the truth and the life. Unless you believe I am He, you will die in your sins. John 8.24 You believe it. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for, here's the reason, for the remission, the forgiveness of your sins. In the words of Jesus Himself, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and the one that believes not will be condemned. You believe that. You've got a choice to make. Either I walk away or I'm going to believe and be baptized and be saved. And Jesus died to make it all possible. And I believe it. It all comes back to what you're confessing. And what you're confessing is the truth that you hold near and dear within your heart, which is your spiritual self. If you are subject to the Gospel calling from the Scriptures this morning in any way, please know this. This is the time. This is the acceptable hour of your soul's salvation. 
And it would be our joy and honor to assist you as you respond in obedience to those blessed commands. If you've obeyed those blessed commands, but you've not lived a life that bring glory and honor to your Lord, it's time to come home and back to the straight and narrow walk of life. We're ready to assist you. If you just desire the prayers of Christian people on your behalf, no matter what the need may be, ready to pray with you and for you. Anyway, we can assist you. Won't you come? as we stand together and blend our voices to sing for your encouragement. Kneel at the cross, Christ will be